Thanks so much for joining me on the Slice of Healthcare podcast. I'm your host, Jared Taylor. Joining me today is Max Maybloom, the founder and CEO at Givers. Max, how are you today? Hey, Jared. Good to be here. I'm excited to have you here today um, and uh, really excited to, to dive into to Givers, um, talk through the business a little bit, what you're doing with caregivers, and uh, I think we should just, uh, you know, dive right into it. Uh, can we start off with your background and then we'll talk more about givers. Yeah. Happy to introduce myself just a little bit personally about me. I'm born and raised New Yorker, uh, though I haven't found the cure for my travel bug since uh, everyone's gotten to travel and work remotely. So I'm currently in Denver, Colorado. Um, I love doing anything outdoors, adventure, camping, hiking, skiing, you name it. Um, but professionally speaking in 2019, I joined Paloma health, a tele telemedicine company. Uh, as an early employee, got really deep in digital health and just seeing firsthand how um, technology can transform healthcare and the healthcare experience for consumers. And then when COVID came along, as with so many other families, my family's caregiving responsibilities ramped up. And as someone who was in the healthcare industry, I felt like I was well-equipped to help my family navigate the logistical and cost burdens of family caregiving. And what I quickly realized was that there was a very broken system really begging for this sort of technological transformation that we were implementing at Paloma Health. And so what started just as uh, this experience to help my own family quickly evolved into a mission to help the 53 million Americans taking care of their loved ones. Yeah, and we'll, we'll give a quick uh, thank you for that that uh, overview. I love your, your mission, your vision. Uh, for givers. And we're going to get into that in just a second. We're going to give a shout out to Marina over at Paloma since she was uh, one of the early guests on the podcast. Uh, you know, it's been been probably a couple of years. We need to get Marina back on. So hi, Marina. And uh, let's let's dive back into things. Max, tell us, uh, give us an overview of givers. So that's kind of how how things shaped. And now uh, talk us through kind of the ins and outs of givers. Yeah, I well, I I love on some of your podcasts, I need to do the why, what, how. So I'd love to structure it that way. I think it's a great way to go about things. For us, just very broadly, family caregivers provide $470 billion of unpaid care annually to their loved ones. And at the same time, they're one of the most valuable assets to our healthcare system and to our society. And so that's our why. And then the what is that we're building the financial infrastructure to bridge that gap. And how we do it is by offering caregivers a debit card where they can silo their care-related expenses. And we look and analyze their uh, expenses and their spending data, also with their profile data and all the information they provided us about them themselves and their loved one to help them identify, apply for, and maximize any benefits programs that they're eligible for. And then we also provide them significant support to help lower the mental overhead of caring for a loved one. So that includes a community where members can interact with one another. We have one-on-one caregiving coaching with a licensed social worker, and we have a marketplace where members can shop for relevant products and services so they don't have to waste their time Googling and finding out what the best product is, which I did so often with my own family. Yeah, you're in such a impactful space. And I love when I talk with entrepreneurs, I talk to a lot of, you know, healthcare entrepreneurs. I just love, um, you know, 
even more so than any other industry, how everyone has some sort of passion or, you know, deep ties to what they're building. Uh, I feel like only in only in the healthcare space is, is that like truly true. I know in some other spaces you can have it, but like, it seems like every founder building in healthcare has a personal, like why, uh, you know, attached to the company's why. Um, I, I want to make sure we, 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 we give you a, you know, a little round of applause and excitement too, because we're, we're having you come on really fresh off of uh, latest fundraising for you. So I definitely want to ask you about that. Tell us who was involved. I know I, I saw, uh, Kristen at CRV and I've, I've talked with Kristen. So shout out to Kristen as well. Um, and see the beauty of this, Max, you, you mentioned their name, you can tag them, uh, <laughs> is, is, uh, <laughs> and they don't get pissed. Um, no, I'm just kidding. But, uh, yeah, tell us about the recent round of funding, who was involved and, uh, you know, what's the excitement around the team? Yeah. Well, well, just the backstory for me. So I was going through this family caregiving journey with my own family, starting in the beginning of COVID. And in uh, September of 2021, I decided to make the leap and go full time uh, to build Givers. I bootstrapped the company for around nine months and uh, got a beta into market and quickly grew the membership base to a couple thousand caregivers. And that's when I realized there was a huge opportunity here to serve caregivers and, and create a really significant business. And so that's when I looked to fundraise for the seed round and was so lucky to meet uh, Kristen Bakerspoon and Vivian Chang from CRV, who are really uh, exemplary of, of just CRV's track record and their values. And uh, I'm, I'm so excited to work with them. They bring together just a great sort of uh, mix of fintech and health tech experience and background. And uh, the round was also closed up by Able Partners. Allison Rue at Able Partners has been a fantastic um, resource for me all along since we closed the round, just being on the ground with us. So. I'm just very excited to have closed up that $3.5 million seed round, and it sets us up well to enter the market and build a really big household brand around such a uh, pervasive and important problem. Yeah, and I'm sure it's been quite the whirlwind uh, with those announcements coming out over the last couple of weeks and just uh, going through that whole fundraising process. Um, it's, uh, it's a grind, but uh, super exciting once you finally close some, some uh, capital out and get to keep. Uh, going back to building. Uh, so, so congratulations to you and the team. So, uh, Max, when, when we, we think of, um, you know, caregivers, a question I think that often comes up is why should we compensate family caregivers? And would love to hear your thoughts on this, especially because this is, this is your business. So, uh, let's, uh, let's, let's hear it. Yeah. I mean, for me, there's, there's really three pillars to answering this question. It's, the size, the depth, and the outcomes of, of paying family caregivers. So from a size perspective, there are 53 million Americans taking care of loved ones today, and we have the population over 65 set to double by 2050. So there's this massive need to build infrastructure for this hugely growing population. And not only is it a growing population, but it's also a growing problem. When you think about uh, the healthcare system is pushing more and more care into the home and onto family members, and then the cost of nursing homes is exorbitantly expensive and out of reach for most families in America. And it's there's a major supply shortage for professional in-home care. So family members are continuing to take on more and more of the burdens of caring for their loved ones. And then the depth of the problem is just becoming more and more significant today as well. We know that family caregivers spend on average $7,400 per year out of pocket to take care of their loved ones. And a fidelity study from this past year 
showed that 33% of caregivers have permanently reduced or lost their income as a result of caregiving. So there's a huge financial burden that comes with taking care of a loved one. And it also trickles into emotional impacts, not only because you're emotionally invested in your loved one's uh, health, but also your own financial and mental health as well. And devastatingly, we see that caregivers are three times more likely to have suicidal ideations than non-caregivers. So this is a really deep problem that hits close to home and it's, it's massively growing. And then the third pillar that I would, I would touch on is just thinking about what would the world look like if we did pay family caregivers? What would the outcome of that be? From, from my perspective, moving into fam the family caregiving space, having been in digital health before and healthcare, I'm really interested about the opportunity to change the healthcare system by engaging family members. So with family caregivers, we have people who are in the homes with the patients, uh, you know, critical uh, or high acuity patients who are driving significant costs in the healthcare system. People over 65 drive over a third of the cost in the healthcare system. So if we can engage the family members who are up close and personal with those loved ones, we can actually lower the costs and, and increase the outcomes in the healthcare system. And then finally, just from a societal perspective, this is driving significant inequities in our society. Uh, specifically women, 75% of caregivers are women. And so women and minorities are disproportionately impacted by the burdens of family caregiving. And so if we can recognize family caregiving as what it is, which is a healthcare job, it can create a much more equitable system across the entire society. I love when you're, you're talking, uh, through, through these questions and you can just tell in your voice like the, the passion behind what you're building. And that's one of the, the most exciting parts for me is when I get to have these interviews uh, with founders like yourself and I get to hear that passion. And then people say, why do you do the video? So I can see the passion in your eyes when you're getting, you know, when you're, you're lighting up, when you're explaining, you know, what you're doing and why it's important. And so uh, thank you for sharing there. Yeah. Um, in terms of, I, I know when you and I were chatting before we, we started recording, you were talking to me about, uh, a save and split model and why it's something startups should consider w would love uh, for you to elaborate for the audience on that. Cause I think a lot of people would find that interesting. Yeah. So just for background, the way givers makes money, our, our main revenue stream or our primary revenue stream is taking a portions of the savings that we help our members achieve. So for caregivers, there's no upfront cost to joining givers. You can get the benefits that I mentioned of the community, the caregiving coach coaching, our marketplace, everything's included for free as a member. And then the only way uh, we make money is when we actually help you achieve that value of, of accessing benefits or getting savings through our platform. And so from just a business model perspective, taking a step back on why I think this is such an important uh, idea or way for people to approach problems in, in business is uh, both it's good for consumers and good for businesses. On the consumer side, right, coming back to my healthcare background, we see a huge move towards value-based care and the reason for that is because it aligns incentives with end consumers. And so our company is working day in and day out to figure out how to save our members as much, much money as possible, because that's the lifeblood of our company. And then not only is it good for consumers, but it's actually good for business. I, I believe that when you align pricing to the delivery of value, you're setting up the business for product-led growth, which is a huge, uh, something I'm a huge believer in. And instead of needing to find labor intensive ways to grow the business, you're actually in control of growing the business from within by developing the product and extending your, your, your margins and your, your revenue just from develop, uh, delivering even more value. And then just like specific to, to our product as, why, as to why I think the saving split model is, is really important 
is because we're working with a lot of people who are in significantly you know, financially precarious situations. So to ask someone to pay an upfront membership fee before there's been ever, any value delivered to me just doesn't feel right. And we want to be incentive aligned with our members and make it easy for them to, to see the value, but not only see it, to get it before they even have to spend a dollar with us. I love, I love how you're structuring this, Max. And, and I'm sure uh, caregivers and, um, you know, everyone they're taking care of loves it as well. My, my last question for you as we wrap up here, and let's hopefully get you back on to the show to talk more about uh, the key areas of your business and the industry as a whole. Uh, what, what, what's next? You raise money. Team's excited. What's next? Yeah, we're really excited. And I appreciate that you recognize that energy. I think the conviction behind dri driving this sort of business is, is key. It's what gets us up every day and gets us so excited to actually deliver value to people who truly need it. So I'm super excited and grateful. I feel like this is the opportunity of a lifetime to be working on such an important problem. Uh, for us, we're really excited. We just launched the giver's card. So this debit card where the members can silo their care related expenses. It's really the backbone of that financial infrastructure that I'm talking about us building. And now that we've got that backbone built, what's next for us is looking for those partners. So employers, health plans, uh, benefits programs, anyone who's value aligned with us that sees the potential of funding and engaging with family caregivers are partners that we're excited to start working with. Well, Max, I wish you and the team all the best of luck. I'm excited to uh, stay in touch with you and hear about the journey and can't wait to have you come back on the podcast already. Thanks again for, for joining us here as a guest. Thanks, Jared.